2022 recording date here on a Thursday. Uh, looking out my window, I'm sitting in my office. I'm not in Spacious Podcast Studio A, but just a bright sunny day outside. Uh, I know we got some some weather coming up from Hurricane Nicole uh, later in the weekend, so we need to get prepared for that. But uh, main takeaways for today is I'm, I'm going to go back to some history from Herb's 1972 diary, so 50 years ago this week. And then I'm going to revisit my own personal diary from uh, five years ago this week. Uh, I got a number of shout-outs, which I'm really happy about, a couple new employees, uh, and then takeaways and announcements at the very end. Project awards, we don't have any to report this week, uh, although, as we always say, we have a very, very strong backlog and, uh, you know, looking for a strong year coming up. Um, so moving on to... The main topic, I've got Herb's 1972 journal here in front of me, and it started on October 30th, and he says, Jim and I to Howland job, to conference with Dick Martin, that was Jim Sargent, my dad, went to the Howland I-95 project to conference with Dick Martin, and Dick Martin was the uh, vice president of operations here for many years, and he says, because of generally unstable soil conditions and because of recent rain events, we decided to terminate excavation until after the ground is frozen. So they were going to wait until things buttoned up here the next couple of days uh, spent at the office. And then uh, one thing that I, I want to highlight is first in November 1972, he says, up in time for camp pancake breakfast with John and children. So his grandchildren were in uh, with, his, with his daughter and son-in-law, spent a few days. And that was an important thing to him, to have, uh, have pancake breakfast with his family. I uh, met Jim and Ralph at New Information Centers. This is in Kittery, and this is about the same time the Kittery Bridge was being opened. He mentions here in his in his uh, comments, I do think Dave Stevens is mellowing somewhat toward contractors, and Dave Stevens was the MDOT commissioner at the time. Uh, and he and Dave Stevens, Herb and Jim and Dave Stevens, ended up having a really good relationship. 2nd of November, Thursday, Jim and I worked on placing bid on Diamond International Stud Mill work, and that was a dimensional lumber mill that was being built in Milford, just north of uh, Old Town. And then on Friday, the Howland job and back before road opening at 11 o'clock, so apparently they had finished a piece of road and had opened that. And Dave Stevens and quite a few dignitaries were there. Dave, again, is the MDOT commissioner. Uh, but he notes that things were quite subdued because of the cold, damp, rainy weather. He spent the entire PM at the office. Catching up on unlooked at mail. I can really identify with Herb here because I know keeping up with mail is a problem, especially now with nowadays email. November 6th on Monday, he says, spent an entire day on jobs, met with Bob Wood and Ralph for a few minutes at Howard Johnson's. And he says, J job is still grinding away. So in 1972, the company had the contract to do the site work preparation for the uh, paper mill in J, Maine. And he says, two hoes, Coring 505, Hoptoe 900 are working 
the uh, link belt LS5000 is still down, so no pipe is being laid. And this is back in the days when the, the hydraulic excavators were really first coming on. In fact, at this time, even five years later, they still had a Northwest ADD cable shovel working. Uh, he says, side still blasting a lot of boulders, getting about 2,500s a day with both machines. Heavy scraper work, two pushers at Gardner, uh, interstate project in Gardner. And then also a 992 cat loader loading rear dumps with earth. Granular haul from the pit, not much going on at West Gardner, a separate project. Jim says he will be down flat in a week or so, so running out of work. Met Jim for a while at Gardner. He looked at Knox today. 7th of November, very close race for Joe. He's referring to Joe Sewell, who was uh, running for state senate at the time, a friend of Herb's. And this was uh, election day, Tuesday, November 1972, November 7th. Uh, so he was really interested in the elections. He said they stayed out until about 1.30 a.m. waiting for results. We're going to have to wait till the next day to get those finalized, much like we have today and tomorrow, or maybe even the next several weeks in today's election. Wednesday, November 8th, they announced that Richard Nixon had won in a landslide, um, of course, before he was disgraced for his Watergate affair. Margaret Chase Smith defeated. So this was the first time she was the first female senator and uh, first time she'd been defeated. Joe Sewell won by, by a very close margin. Thursday, November 9th, left for Winthrop AGC. So Herb was really uh, involved in Associated General Contractors. Uh, and anything that would support the construction business and the infrastructure that he really began to know and love. And then on November 10th, he went up to the Howland job for a while this morning, uh, recovering after the rain, probably be in production by 9 a.m., spent the remainder of the a.m. at the office before leaving for an environmental committee meeting at AGC in Augusta. Home in time for supper, evening in. And so that was Herb's... Uh, late part of October, early November in 1972. Uh, and you can see some of the transitions, a lot of interstate work there that uh, they enjoyed doing. And so we're going to move on now to my own personal journal from uh, Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. And for context, this is just about a month after Tasha joined us as CFO. And I'm going to read from this, looking for energy. Somehow things feel stagnant, though Tasha's presence has had a positive influence. Need to use that as a springboard somehow. Working on an argument for stock price. The notion crossed my mind to get the stock price to $100 by the time we turn 100 in 2026. A significant improvement in the price by our 100th anniversary. I'm thinking, is that possible? Then the thought occurred to me, that's not the question I should be asking myself as a leader. The question I should be asking myself is, how do we make it possible? This was the subject of my thoughts today. This will be my job going forward. That same, uh, within about a week of that, I had written a letter to the employees announcing the stock price in October of 2022. And that letter went on to say, the fruits of our collective efforts are beginning to ripen now. After a loss in 2013, our per share stock price stood at 60 cents a share, after a strong 2014, it nearly doubled to $1.16 a share. 2015, the stock price took a leap to 6.33 a share. 
in 2016, it rose yet again to $17 a share. I'm pleased to announce this year's stock price is $35.70 a share. So that's the context from which I wrote, I would like to see the stock price be 100 by the time we turn 100. At the time, we questioned whether we could make that happen or not. But it's in the history now. It's in the books. As of this past uh, May, our stock price was announced at just over $122 a share. So we made it five years ahead of time. And what, what that really speaks to me is the value that you have all brought and the care that you have brought, the stewardship you have brought to the value of the company and the way you bring value every single day to not only the business, but each other in so many different ways. Incredibly rewarding this is for me, and I hope uh, rewarding for you too, as you all see each other's values uh, continue to grow in our employee stock ownership plan. With that, I'm going to move on to shout outs. I have a shout out from Chris Lynch. I'd like to give a shout out to all the operators involved with the hoe ramming and excavating the foundation at the New Homes Hotel in Orno. Over 200 yards of hoe rammed rock to bring this project into full speed. Thank you for all the effort and commitment from Tom Hanna, Eric West, Buddy Gardner, Derek True, and Ben Gilbert, as well as the crew checking grade and dewatering, Zach Sherry, Foreman, and Ben Watson, skilled laborer. Also the crew from the shop and for keeping our hammers hammering. Important note there to keep the shop in the loop here. Christy Malik, I'd like to give a shout out to Darren Fluelling. Darren underwent a full level one DOT roadside inspection on November 2nd at the Sydney Scales and no violations were found. We appreciate you, Darren. Thank you. RJ Russell, shout out to Matt Coffin for always helping and being a team player. Always love enjoying fueling the jobs you're on. Also, your partner's cheesecake bars really made my 86-year-old mama very happy. Big smiley face emoji. Me too. Thank you, my brother. You got a blue heart, a hundred, a big strong right arm, and a guitar. Nick Falloon, like to give a shout out to Ricky Waning, Ben Woodward, Matt Mills, and Ryan Lassard. They had a busy and challenging year this year due to breakdowns and still pull together to help get things moved for all the jobs. Man, I can't, I just can't say enough about that, that whole logistics group there and what they do to keep us all going here. Uh, much like the, you know, the maintenance department and, and the administrative folks here as well. Garrett Graves, shout out to Tim LePage, Tim Blaze, Josh Dillingham and crew for taking a minute to talk MSE walls in Norridgewalk. And yes, it's true. I still have Ford mud flaps on my Chevy. MSE wall is a mechanic, mechanically stabilized earth wall. And so Garrett was being brought up to speed on how those work. Tim Cole, big shout out to Superintendent Mike Van Merlin for coming to Asheville, North Carolina to lend a hand for a few weeks, made a huge difference for us. He's not the type of guy who sits back and watches, always hands-on. Another massive shout-out to the Super, John Madigan, and Pipe Foreman, Hunter Cole. They've been working six hours from home in Asheville, North Carolina, for about 10 months and counting. They still show up with great attitudes and willing to work their butts off every day. And also, happy holidays to all Sergeant employees. I want to echo that, Tim. Thank you for that shout-out. Jonathan Green. Gives a shout-out. I'd like to make a long-winded and overdue shout-out, starting with Sean Milligan for always being appreciative and available to answer questions and concerns related to jobs and really just being a great person in general. 
Mike Parody for stepping in and taking over a job so I could deal with an unexpected family matter. Ryan Lassard for keeping me posted on what and when equipment is being moved related to my jobs and just jumping in if there was something he can help with. John Coach for taking the time to make sure I understand any teachable moments during or after work hours. Lyman Frost for making sure any and all equipment is fixed and ready to go to make all of our days run smoother and for giving me shit for calling something the wrong part or item. And Herb Sargent and all management for putting all these people in their key roles and creating such a great company to work for. I can tell you, Jonathan, thank you. That's not me. That's uh, just a great team of management we have here. And I feel so grateful to be able to work with them. Ed Barnes, please give a shout out to Ryan Kennedy. Ryan's doing an awesome job. His field maintenance foreman. He usually answers his calls. And when unable to answer, he calls back promptly. Ryan has on a few occasions come to the asphalt plant to assist with repairs or as was the case this past Saturday, he took it upon himself to make the repair to one of the Mack tractors. Your efforts don't go unnoticed, Ryan. We truly appreciate you. I really appreciate that one also. Eric Gifford, I want to give a special thanks to Barry Boucher, Jim Spencer, Andrew Faulkner, and Sam Millett for working on the crusher after shutdown in the Plymouth Quarry through the night on November 6th. The crew did an excellent job working together safely. was excellent. Way to go, guys. Cody Jean is a shout-out to Pete Williams. Pete always has a full plate, but every time we call him up with a GPS or layout needs, he finds a way to get it done. Your ability to prioritize work and keep projects moving is much appreciated. So a great bunch of shout-outs. I really like those. The Newton Grindle Award goes to... Ed Barnes and Ryan Kennedy. I just uh, really appreciate the way Ed and, and Ryan, uh, Ed recognized Ryan's efforts and the way Ryan's always working to make sure he leaves things better than they found them. So a $50 gift card to both of those uh, to the company store. We have a couple new employees. One's a return. Chris Wilson is a foreman. And Devin Harvey is a laborer. So welcome, gentlemen, to Sergeant. is right. What will the November 22 profit sharing bonus be? The $50 gift card or $50 to the company store for the one that comes closest without going over? If you get it within $10, you'll win $250. If you guess the bonus number exactly, we will double your bonus. I can't give hints this year. We will say we're having about the same kind of year as we were having last year. So you can use that as a guide. Announcements. When submitting boot receipts, or receipts for boot reimbursement, please send the entire receipt, and it needs to be legible. So make sure you get us the entire receipt and that it's legible. 
If you buy your boots and it's not legible, ask them to give you a receipt that is legible. So the takeaways today for me uh, when I was reading Herb's journal is that family matters. And I don't want you to ever forget that. Family matters. So keep that in the front of your mind, how you can bring value to your family. Also, the takeaway for me is building value is incredibly rewarding, especially what's building value for others. So this is a gift you can all bring to the table for the company. You can build value and you can find very good reward personally for that and also in our stock price. With that said, where are you building value today? Zero accidents.